Welcome back, Aisha. Thank you. You're starting your own podcast, as we were just talking about. I think I've done I've done this starting thing where we're in the middle of a conversation and we just decide to just start. So keep going. Because I was about to start like talking and you're like, let's just do it. Um, Well, I started it. It's obviously not out yet, and it's one very hard, as you know. But basically, the premise of the podcast is to interview people that are either in corporate America or trying to leave corporate America and why they're leaving, uh, what's going on, and then just kind of like talk to them. But what I'm finding very hard is um, people either don't want to give their like full, honest answer as to why they're leaving, or they feel like they're, that like corporate America is a backup for them just in case like whatever their dream is doesn't work out. They need to go back. So they're like, I can't totally trash talk what I'm doing right now. Um, or what I was doing. So that's what I'm finding very hard on my end as far as like interviewing because you and I were talking about interviewing in general. It's like you can't really have a real conversation with someone if they're not really giving you a full answer. They're just kind of like beating around the bush or whatever it may be. So that's why I'm like, I haven't even like put anything out yet because I'm like, I don't like this conversation. It's not for anyone to listen to. Yeah, there's a... Especially the professions that we were talking about, which is like the health sort and then academia. because a big part of that academia especially is like the work that they put out and so their peers will go listen and if they don't want um like if they don't want that and sometimes it's not even like with the interview that we were talking about uh with dr farnsworth like what my idea with that was like to give people a summary of what was going on because there was so much information that was like that came out in that first day like after yeah. Like, okay, well, this guy has been in Eastern Europe before. Like, he's this is his what he studies. Let's right. bring him on to just get, because I didn't know either. I was like, let's go get a summary of like what's going on. And that was basically yeah. so, like, that was that was less for um, me as it was for like, I feel like this information would be useful generally. Yeah. And so I had to approach it differently. That's, and that's what, what, so we recorded an episode two weeks ago and I was with a teacher mm-hmm. and I had, I stopped the podcast, like the recording midway because I was like, this is not a good conversation. I was like, you're not like being truthful with me because when we stopped recording, before we started recording, she was just like word vomit. I was like, did people need to hear this? Yeah. And when we hit forward she pulled that completely. Like I would, I would ask a question or I would like try to go into the question in further detail. And she would just be like, so yeah, I can't really like go into too much detail. And then I just stopped the recording. I was like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> she like, I don't want to like totally trash like the education field. And I was like, but people need to hear this, especially with like everything that's going on right now and like politics and parental rights on education, like all that stuff. So it's very hard. That's why I'm like, I'm not going to put it out unless I feel like people can get a genuine opinion about like that, that specific recording or that specific podcast or just add anything to their, otherwise it's a no. That's, that's gotta be tough to have a conversation and then not do not put it out. I've never actually done that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm saying I've never had a conversation and not put it out. Every conversation I've had has been released. So like, I don't know. I've well, I've definitely had some that I felt were worse than others. Um, yeah. But like, I don't know. With with your with your example though, like if, if they're giving cookie cutter answers, what's up? I might send it to you and just be like, here, have a listen, and then like let me know what you think because it was 
it was just very short answered and it felt very forced. Like I was trying to come up with a different way to ask a question or like mm-hmm. come up with a way to like probe the more like the detail out of her. So I just, I cut it short after 20 minutes and I was like, either you're nervous or you don't want to talk, which is fine. But like you are leaving the education field. Why are you leaving after five years of being a teacher? That's what like people want to hear. Not, yeah, I mean, teaching is great. It's just like, it has, it's, like, we know that you, we know that. So I, yeah. I do. That's tough. Sometimes also, yeah, feel free to send it over for sure. Sometimes also with, with stuff like that. And like, I had a couple of those. Like when I first started, oh geez, it's almost been two years now. Holy shit! I know. Um, when when I felt like I couldn't get answers out of people, and then I would listen to them back, and I was like, "Well, I didn't ask a great question." And not saying that that was what you did, um, but generally, when having these sorts of conversations, it's so important to frame the question in a way that you get the answer you want but yeah. they also have the runway to take it to a place that they want to do. And those, and that's a very difficult balance because I can ask you like, um, what's your favorite workout? And you, and you'll give me the answer. But, right. but if I say, uh, for example, what's your favorite workout and what about it makes it your favorite, then you can go off and you can say, well, I like this workout because of this. And then I like it better than this one because uh-huh. of that reason. And there's more, there's more that you can do with yeah. it. And that's like a learned skill set that I've had to learn the last two years. And it's- no, and that's what I was telling you earlier before we started. Mm-hmm. Like I can see the progression of it not just being like interviewee and like more conversational. Um, and I'm sure like I have way more to learn, but it's that one specifically because I had yeah. another friend on and she's a nurse and she just like spilled everything. So it just depends on the person that's being interviewed. And like I said, in the back of their minds, like this might be my backup later on in case what I'm trying to work out. So I don't want to completely bash the industry that I'm leaving, which is totally understandable too. Yeah. And sometimes it's also not your fault. Like you can give a good question if they just don't want to talk. Like there's only so much, there's only so much you can do with, with that. Like I remember um, the first time that Rogan had Elon on, the first yeah. hour of that was very painful to listen to. And you could tell Rogan is struggling to, I listened to it twice actually, because I wanted to figure out what he did to make him open up. Okay. Well, he also okay. gave him a joint, but like, so that helps. But, yeah. <laughs> but like I watched it twice and the, you could tell like he was struggling and he was trying different things. Um, and then he ended like he and eventually cracked the nut and like the last hour and a half was really good. Um, and that's really interesting to me that that's a skill set to make, like to have somebody who doesn't want to talk, but you still can get, you can get them not in like a forceful way, but like in a conversational way. Comfortable. Now I'm going to have to go back and re-listen to that one now that you said that, but I do remember being painful. There's a couple of Joe Rogan ones that I'm like, I, I can't sit generally. Like I listen to every single one of them, but some of them are like, either the person is just so boring and their field is so boring and they don't know how to like get the listener excited about it. Or it's just like, I I can't listen to this one. Um, Talking about that. Did you listen to the last one? I forget the guy's name, but he was the one that uh, traveled to the Ukraine and like was there during when everything started and came back and like gave his two cents on it firsthand. The guy, um, I'm going to look up his name right now. I know who you're talking about. 
He also worked for Facebook, right? That guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? The, uh, his name is. I forgot. Uh, I just listened to Antonio it. Garcia Martinez. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that guy. Yeah, that was a super good one. That one was a really good one. So I was thinking about that one when you were talking about um, your episode and having like just trying to get answers out of the um, what was his name? Uh, Doctor Farnsworth. Yeah, yeah. So like, he's very, he's very like, he went over. He was there for journalism stuff. I want to say I don't remember the exact date, but it was like a while ago, like years and years ago. I don't remember if it was the '90s or early 2000s or something like that. But it was like forever ago. And I only know one other person that has been to that area of the world for longer than like a week, yeah. and that was my mom. She went in '89 which was like a very stupid thing to do. My granddad, I guess, didn't re- like, I don't know. There was some disconnect and she ended up going over there for some college trip. And it was like, <laughs> like now, like when, when we talk about it now, it's like, yeah, why the hell did you send me over there? And like, I don't know. But what she was telling, like, I don't know. This, those are the only two people I know that have spent extensive time over there. And they both have different, well, my mom was in the Soviet Union, so. It's a little bit different, but like yeah. people are kind of at that point, like when we were growing up, we ripped napkins in half and she was like, she learned that from them because they had nothing. Yep. I, uh, I went to high school with uh, a guy who was from the Ukraine, born and raised there. And he was, I went to Wakefield high school and he was just there for a year as an exchange student. Yeah. And like a lot of the things that he did, like we thought were, were weird, but like he would, you know how like school lunches, they're not even that big to begin with, but like no. he would he would save like half of his uh peanut butter and jelly sandwich or um yeah. his chocolate milk or whatever. Like he would, and we always thought it was weird. His English wasn't that great either. Um but I guess then I didn't know why, but it makes sense now because they didn't have much. And that was like early two thousands, so Yeah. That's oh, nuts. I, yeah. like did you see um do you follow actually there's this account on Instagram called I want to say might be OAF Nation maybe Is it OAF or OAN? No, I know what OAN is. It's not that. Uh, no, I follow OA Yeah, OAF Nation. It's like um it's like a news thing but it's like owned and operated by vets. They put up um we'll say like content warning right now, but they put up like pictures of in a city, like a rocket attack. And people, they put pictures of like right afterwards of the bodies that were up there. And like these bodies are just blown to bits, like yep. arms just hang like all sorts. And I was like, I, wa- I looked at it and I was like, Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. But that's still happening now. But nobody seems to actually know the status. Like you hear Russia's pulling out and then other people are like, no, they're still there. And then you mm-hmm. see a picture like that. And then nobody, I feel like, do you, have you heard anything of like, this is actually what's going on? No one knows what's going on. I've been, I was very into it in the beginning uh, because I thought it was very interesting that that started and then uh, everything and anything COVID related was stopped and everyone stopped talking about it. So I was like yeah. super into that, but I haven't been keeping up with the news lately because I, it just, it honestly depresses me. Like, I just feel like it, we're headed into a nuclear war and I'm, I get like anxiety about it. So I'm like, I just need to not listen. Yeah. But that's also a privilege in its own that I don't want to listen to it. And then I don't, because we're not being affected by it really. 
but yeah, shame on me because I should. I so, well, yeah, yes and no. It's like that's understandable for sure. Um, but um, I don't know. I feel like the chances of nuclear war are very low. I feel like Putin, like people who said that Putin did it because he's nuts. I feel like that's like a cop out answer. Like I don't, he's, I don't think he's, he's not nuts. Like no, he's not. He might be a little bit, but like everybody who wants to do what he's doing is a little bit nuts. But like you don't stay there if you're fully crazy. Like you got to have your like your wits about you. And he's very like being KGB and all other stuff like. I feel like he's very calculated. And that was what I was wanted to talk to Professor Farnsworth about. It's like yeah. he was like, "Well, Putin did it because Putin wanted to right now." And I was like, "That doesn't that doesn't seem right to me." But we don't have time. Like he was like, "You have twenty minutes," and I was like, "Well, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole because we have other stuff we've got to cover." Yeah, and that would have been what was, we were talking about beforehand when you were like push the button. Like that was one thing yes. where I wanted to and didn't do to other things. I mean, I agree with you. I don't think Putin wanted to do it because he wanted to do it now. Like, he's a very strategic man. But at the same time, to me, it just all seems like strategic. We went from a pandemic and lockdowns and pushing the vaccine, and then all of a sudden no one's talking about it. All vaccine mandates are lifted, and now we're headed for a war. So that, to me, like... I'm like, okay, conspiracy theories is starting to make a little bit more sense. That's just a way my brain. <laughs> Alex Jones was right. <laughs> like, yeah, Alex Jones is starting to make a little bit more sense now. Um, I, it doesn't, to me, that all that stuff is like planned. I don't, what I think is more likely is he, Putin chose to do that. And then every, like the politicians here were like, oh, now we can walk all this stuff back that everybody hates without anyone noticing. It's just like a, like, don't let a good crisis go to waste type deal. I don't know. I feel like there's, I'm going to start sounding like, like a conspiracy theorist. I feel like there's so much, like, that goes behind the scenes that obviously we don't know about. And, like, years of, like, planning all these things and the way they want to go about it. And then we don't know. And we're just like, okay, uh, this is what we're dealing with right now. I don't know. Like, part of me, I go back and forth between that and, like, in government positions. There's so much rotation that like people are just doing stuff for short term and it ends up not like, so I go back and forth between the two because I'm like, that seems elaborate to have been planned out for that long ago, especially when so and like all these people get rotated in and rotated out and they're never in the same spot for more than like two or three years. Some of them. Um, and some of them are in spots for a very long time. So it's like, yeah. So it's like, which one is it? Is it who so knows? I don't know. And then also, that's like off the assumption that everything goes how you thought it was going to go for 10 years. And that seems unlikely to me because humans are very like messy generally. So that seems unlike like to plan something out 10 years and everything has to go the exact way that you thought it was going to go. And if one person is like, you know, I'm not going to invade Ukraine this year, I'll do it next year instead. Like that messes the whole thing up. So like that for me is kind of, where I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Unless we're all living in a simulation, then you know. Well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we're we're all in the metaverse already. <laughs> like that. I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. Um Who knows, man. Um I forgot where I was gonna pivot to. I know we were talking about like social media and all of that. I I'm wherever you want to take it. I'm, oh yeah. So I saw um I was watching a FIFA YouTuber the other day that I've been watching for forever. 
and he's had like long form style of content. It's like uh it's almost like a podcast over FIFA. Yeah. Deal. Um and he used to run like businesses and stuff, so he's not like the typical um throw a bunch of memes on the screen with sound effects and whatever. But he's yeah. like the cha- my channel, this channel, so he's got a couple channels, but this channel is dying because the YouTube algorithm is no longer pushing long form content, it's pushing short form. And I thought that that was interesting timing considering all the stuff that just happened with Rogan like two weeks ago. And yeah. all of a sudden it's like, because he didn't, he pointed that out in his video. And I was like, oh, that's weird. I mean, I think obviously it's the, everyone's trying to compete with TikTok because TikTok was, just took everyone on a whim with like short form content. Um, I feel like, I don't think, if you're trying to, I don't know if you're trying to tie it back to like everything that happened with Joe Rogan, then they're like, they're cheating. Well, he noticed, so he is totally unrelated to like, he's British. So he notices a thing that his videos that used to be getting a certain amount of views are now no longer getting those views. And that switch coincided with uh, the Rogan stuff and a few other things uh-huh. like a couple weeks ago. But he mentioned it like he mentioned it recently because he was like, hey guys, this is why I've switched up the content because people weren't, were in the comments like, why'd you switch your content? Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, they could, I I feel like everybody's trying to move towards short uh, form content because we live in a society where people literally will give you five seconds of their time. And if you don't catch them in those five seconds, then you've lost them because I've like put out TikTok videos where it's like good information and it's still like 20 seconds and they'll completely flop and they'll put something out that is so stupid and doesn't help anybody. It's five seconds and get, gets like 50,000 views on like a thousand shares. So exactly. It's, it's, I just feel like nobody values if you, Nobody values information if you can't give it to them in like five or ten seconds. So I think that's what YouTube is trying to move, move towards. And um, nobody cares. There's like so much information being thrown at your face 24-7 that people I feel like now are just wanting to watch like funny stuff or something that just kind of is like brain numbing. Nobody wants oh, to Oh, for sure. For I, sure. It makes it, yeah. it makes it easier to exist when you don't have to worry about all the mess exactly. That's probably why his stuff is not doing yeah, well. Probably. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was odd. That's all. It but, is. And we ne- we'll never did know. You, um, did your reel or TikTok where, where you were like, am I TikTok famous yet? And you're doing a stupid voice. Did that one pop off or that didn't pop See, off? That one didn't pop off. That one didn't pop off. Um, I had one pop off like last or a week ago. It was just like me walking on a treadmill, like talking or making fun of like um, – when we're on our like periods and how like we want to walk, but we, that one like did well. And I was like, really the one that took 10 seconds to make does, does that. But the one I spent like an hour making and like writing a freaking idea for and everything doesn't do well. So I'm like, this is what yeah, we're it doesn't make sense. No, but like I've had reels for the soccer one. Like I have one that had like 20 something thousand views and then a very similar one have like 5,000 views and then another one have like 1,000 and I'm like this makes no sense because I put this I made sure after the one got 21,000 I was like I'm putting the exact same hashtags in the next one to see like if that works and then it didn't uh, didn't do the same and I was like this makes I don't like nobody actually understands it's like we're being ruled by 
an algorithm that nobody understands. Exactly. And I wish there was like more feedback other than like the number of times it was shared, the number of times it was saved, like why people stayed on and watched that one versus not. And that would be hard data to get though, because you'd have to ask yeah. Yeah, and, like, and people would just click off the survey. It's like when you're when you want a YouTube video and the ad is a YouTube yeah. survey, how many times have you actually filled it out? No, the answer is none. I know. Um, but it's it's interesting because what does well on Instagram does not do well on TikTok and vice versa. Like Instagram still very much wants like the polished product and TikTok doesn't because I'll take the same reel and just put it into a TikTok and it'll flop. And then I'll make the same idea, but just like on my phone with just the text that TikTok likes, then it'll do well. So it's just like, you, you got to just play along or like play with it and see what. What about YouTube shorts? Do you do that also or no? I have not. I stopped doing YouTube. One, because I wasn't enjoying doing it in Arabic, um, which is pretty stupid because I was gaining a lot of traction and people were like still messaging me like, Hey, are you going to still do YouTube? I remember so, that you popped off. I was kind of mad low key. Cause you had done your, you had started your channel like a year after mine. And like in three weeks you had tripled the subscribers that I did. And I was like, what? The I, I, um, I it's different content and totally I know. unrelated. I was like, what the fuck? I know. I remember you saying that you were like, yeah, you've only been on YouTube for like three weeks and you have double the numbers, but um, yeah, I wasn't enjoying doing it in Arabic, so I don't know if I'm going to go back to it and just, like, restart it in English, mm-hmm. or, I don't know, yeah, it, YouTube takes a lot of time that I don't really have right now, and, like, just editing, and I also, I was finding that um, I wasn't having fun doing it, because I was going with the idea of, like, we're vlogging, and it's like, I'm not enjoying what I'm doing, because I'm in front of a camera trying to make it, like, fun and entertaining for whoever's watching that I'm not getting to enjoy what I'm doing. So yeah. it's a very thin line. I'm trying to figure it out, but I'm YouTube's a beast right now. So I'm like, I, I don't, I don't feel like dealing with it. Yeah. Vlogging is a weird one. Cause I had, I had like, so I was doing it for the soccer for the indoor season. Mm-hmm. And then about two thirds of the way through the season, I, I made a conscious, we had two games uh, was both were at home and we needed wins. And I was like, I'm not going to do it this week because I need to not be worrying about yeah. the video. I need to be worrying about the game. Yeah. And then we lost to Nova 8-7, who ended up winning it all. And that was the tightest game that they've been played all year. Like, they went 12-0. and Like, the team, like, the team, oh, wow. their, their team is just good. Like, they played in the U.S. Open Cup against Richmond Kickers uh, on Wednesday and only lost 1-0, like, they're like they're a solid squad, but they ran through everybody. Like they beat some team twenty four to four and like all sorts. So like we like they beat us eight seven, and then we won the day after fourteen two. And I like I was like you know what I'm not gonna do this again until semifinals. And the reason I was doing it in semifinals is because we were playing in the Baltimore Blast Arena up at Towson, and it was like an actual mm-hmm. arena rather than just like the field house. And I didn't do it. I didn't do it for the finals again. Yeah, it just takes, like, the fun and out of what you're doing, you get distracted, and then you're like, oh, I should have gotten that shot. Oh, I should have put it over the camera over here. And it's like, no, I don't love it that much. I sacrificed my life for it. Well, I didn't even, like, put that much thought into it. Like, I would just walk around with my phone and, like, say a couple things and then pull clips from, the like, the the stream of the game, to be honest, because once, like, once you get into the locker room, you can kind of go around once and say hi to everybody and get it on camera. Yeah. And after that, it's like kind of like phones away. Cause like y'all are talking about 
tack dicks and then other shit that like shouldn't go out into like, yeah the, the rest of the world yeah interesting you said that because i know you and i were talking earlier about like just influencers and like people aren't really who they are when they like when they're putting out so that's why i felt like for me if it's not genuine like i'm not actually having fun like, i'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it and sure I know plenty of people that do it and they come off so wholesome and nice on their vlogs and their reels. And then I know them in real life and it, that's not like the people that, that they are. So that's another thing that like kind of made me stop doing YouTube. So I was like, I'm not having fun behind the camera. My friends aren't having fun. So I'm not doing it, even if it like brings money at some point. So that's how that um, Zane had the exact same thing. Because he was also very successful. On, he had like 50,000 followers on TikTok at one point. Oh, wow. And he did the same. He was like, I'm not having fun. Like, I'm not having fun no. anymore. And what he, what he said was he didn't think the content that he was producing was like helping society or people. It was like he was doing like entertaining content. Like, oh, date night at Epcot because he was working down at Disney. And yeah. it's, it's purely entertainment. And what I told him was like, it might not be like to the word helpful you can stretch to like yes to it doesn't have to be your video doesn't have to be helpful but if your video is right if that's what some kid looks forward to yeah that can be helpful or if for example like you enjoy doing it and that makes you happier then you can be happier in your relationship with your significant other or your family. And that is also helpful. And so there's lots of different ways, like just because I don't know, there's there's lots of things where it's like, I don't, I try to not view this as I'm doing it for other people because then once you do that, then you stop asking questions that you want to ask. And, and that is like, not helpful for me because like I so I do it because I enjoy it well and that's I agree like and that's why I stopped YouTube I well first of all I took like a hiatus from social media in general yeah, yeah. it was like affecting me and my like happiness so it wasn't like I need to do this because I feel like other people are watching it was like I'm stopping this because I don't feel good right now and now I'm back on it and I'm having fun with it um, and no, I like, I agree with you on the whole same thing. Like it's, it doesn't, there's so much information out there. Everybody is educating on something right now. So if somebody feels happy because you're showing them Epcot, then like, that's helpful. Like, like you said, so I don't, even now when I do make, when I like put out stuff, it's not with the idea of like, I hope this helps somebody like, yes, I hope it help, it's helpful, but it was fun making it for me. And it was something that I wish I had known when I started my fitness journey or whatever it may be. So that's like the idea that I go into it with, but um, that's not whatever, how everyone's doing it. So that's the only caveat to it. And also like when you, you can become a part of somebody's routine without realizing it. Like for you, when you drive to work, like you have your routine, you'll pop on Rogan or even Mm -hmm. this podcast or whatever. That's part of your routine. And so when that goes away, for example, then like you get in the car and there's no podcast that's been uploaded. 
And then you're kind of like, oh, well, shit, like, what do I do? It's you like, wonder, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird, so, like, in terms of the helpful stuff, like, once you become part of somebody's routine, and also I liken it to when after some of the indoor games, we had these, like, little player cards that we would sign, and we would give them to, like, little kids. They would come through, and, like, they would just smile. And, it like, that's what it's like. It's like signing a player card and giving it to somebody isn't really helpful. But the fact that it made somebody else happy, that's what's helpful. So yeah. it's like you can stretch that word and no, I be aware I, of it. And that's I, what I was telling him. Look, so smiling at a stranger that may was having a bad day is helpful. Like, mm-hmm. And he shouldn't – at the end of the day, he should make the content if it makes him happy, but not with the idea that I'm going to stop making content because I feel like I'm not making a difference. I mean, there's a lot of shit out there that's not making a difference at all. For sure. But, it's out there and people like it, people watch it, people are paying for it. So that's just the world we live in right now. It's whoever you resonate with, and like you said, become a part of their daily routine, then why not capitalize on that? Yeah. That's what you get to. I was talking to Jen about this the other day. It's like when you were talking about people are educating themselves because all the information that exists. Yeah. It's like, what are we going to do about college? Like when, like later for the next generation? It's going to be a waste. Like, right. But it's like, what do we tell? Because right now it still has value, that piece of paper. But like, as it shifts, there's going to be a shift, right? There's going to be a point where it is and then it's not anymore. But in between that, when it's, when some people are still doing it and some people are not, that's going to be weird for everyone. Because every, every, everything that we've known ever is go to high school, go to college, get a job. Yeah. Or go to get your graduate then get a job. I feel like it's already shifting. Um, but it's going to be like, I, you can't say right now, I'm an expert in this because I watched a bunch of YouTube videos. Like there's not, like there's nothing, there's no, like the value of the certificate or the piece of paper is that everyone agrees that that piece of paper has that value and nobody agrees on the value of a YouTube video right now. And that's like, how yeah. are we going to get people to agree on the value of not college that's an interesting point because i don't i I haven't thought about like college going away in the sense that like everyone's educating themselves over their computer and that we can all become experts at something just from youtube or tiktok or whatever um but we are in the shift where everyone's trying to make content and trying to like do make money that way that they don't have to either like get a real job or go to college so like my sister's 19 and she went to college for a semester and she was like I'm not doing this Uh, one I don't like it two it's not going to get me anywhere and she I guess it's bad because I'm the like oldest in the family so I'm the role model she's like you're not even in a corporate job anymore so like why should I go to college and my brother who went to the University of Richmond and he works at McKesson right now, completely hates it. And he's also trying to like figure out a way to make content and go that route. So yeah, we are setting the uh, expectation or the example for the younger generations to be like, well, I went to college and I'm not doing anything related to what I went to college for. So you shouldn't have to either, but I don't think it'll completely go away because we still need people to actually be in academia and actually have real research and, real like jobs but i don't know i feel like we're already shifting towards that college is not important 
feel. Yeah. It's weird. It still holds value because that piece, like everyone, that piece of paper, it's like, if you, I have a degree in blank, it's like, all right, you're good. Like, we know you got that education. Yeah, somebody, know, could, yeah. somebody could know more having yeah. done only, but like, there's no way to show that. Like, you can't say, like, you can't hire, like, if somebody was like, yeah, I, if I wanted to hire somebody, it was like, yeah, what do you know? It's like, well, I watched a bunch of YouTube videos. Or like, I have a degree from wherever. It's like, you hired a person with a degree still. Even though, yeah. like, even though you and I both know that that might necessarily not be the case. But it's like, how, how much do you trust that person? That's why, like, interviewing has to get better, I feel like, in like, hiring. And then, I don't know. It's very, it's very weird. But... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying we're in a very weird space where you and I are feeling like we want to basically bet on ourselves. Yeah. Do this. Like I still have my job and I and I like it and and that's fine. But I like you and I want to bet on ourselves and there are people that want to bet on themselves, but we we are figuring out the best way to do that. And sometimes like if we were doing this 30 years ago, it'd be like, we'd have to open a small business, like a shop and we'd have to sell yeah. something, a product yeah. or, or service. And then the, the initial investment would, it would have been a lot higher. Now the initial investment is your brain and your time. And that's different. Like that's been a big shift in like the accessibility to entering into that market is more now because it doesn't require a bunch of money. It's a, like you said, it's a really, really weird time we live in. And I feel like we are the generation that could, make the shift between like yes interviewing needs to get better a resume doesn't mean shit and at some point your degree is not going to mean anything and I say that because so like in my field yes I have a bunch of certificates but I have met people um, that weigh no way more than I do but have no piece of paper whatsoever and it's it just goes like they write books they've been experienced in, as far as like working with a bunch of people of all shapes sizes and everything so like i can learn more from those people but like you said if we were to sit down and actually apply to a corporate uh, personal trainer job i would get the job over that person because i have all these certificates and all these nice books that i've read but the person next to me knows way more than i do so um at some point i feel like there's going to be a shift from because like even now resumes they just get ran through a system that looks for keywords and then that's how you get a call if they like those words so if the company is big enough like i i look at them myself often that's that, that makes me happy because like for my brother he's been trying to get a job uh for the past what six to eight months he's applied to over like a hundred jobs and he'll get a call back like once or twice out of I don't even know how many applications he fields and like he went to University of Richmond he's got a degree in accounting like what more could he have done as far as preparing himself to get a, a job and no one's calling back because again yeah. who you know and who can get your foot through the door at this point right now yeah and then you just have to have like you have to have is who you know and then you have to have it's like that first then the resume follows rather than the other way around like when I switch jobs I was in one job right after we graduated for like eight months and it was, it was like so bad. And then I applied for probably like 75 spots and I got three interviews. Out of it. So, yeah. 
Um, and so that's also a thing that like, when I hear people our age text me like, oh, I don't like my job. I'm looking for a new one. Like I applied to two and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's not yeah, the one. Uh, uh, yeah. You should probably apply for a little bit more than that. But it's hard because you like, they see a job they really like, or they think they, re- they really like, and they apply to that one. And then they're like, okay, job done. My resume fits this perfectly. It's like, yeah, but you don't know the boss's kid or whatever. Like, Exactly. Whatever. And we're also living in a very, uh, I don't know if you, and you can weigh in on this too. People don't respond to you anymore. Like you can send thousands of emails, call the recruiter, text the recruiter. And it's almost like you don't exist. Like, yeah, you can't even get a no. There's too much spam now. When's the last time you answered a call from a number that you didn't have saved? It's like never. Never. But, yeah. but it, could, it could have been a recruiter. That's true. But if someone like leaves me a voicemail, I'm more apt to call back. Like, yeah, I'm just like, you just can't get an answer. I feel like no answer is an answer that they don't want you. And that we all, we're also like, we're all attached to our phones. I know you saw my text. I know you saw my email. Why is there no response? Yeah. I I don't know. It's yeah. It's like, there's so much spam. Like I had one guy, reach out to me about something with my company like two or three times and I didn't even read it because it just looked like another one of those like robo marketing emails yeah and then I opened the last one and like searched him up and I was like oh this is a real person my bad dude and I like messaged him that's his bad (laughs) well I, I messaged him back well I could have opened the first one but I didn't do it and then and then I didn't get anything back from him so I was like all right, that's fine. But yeah, it's, it's very weird. I don't know. Like I got one message back like a week later and then that was it. It's like, okay, but I don't know. Yeah, it's very odd. It's navigating it is really weird. Like they're used to, I feel like when we were growing up, what we were told was like, it's like, okay, you get your first job and then you are like, you make friends with your boss. And then if you want to leave, yeah. and like you don't be a dick when you leave and then your boss will give you a good referral. And then you can kind of yeah. like, and then you stay in that company for a while, and then, like, that's how it goes. Yeah, how, and not how it goes anymore. Nah, because what people have realized, it's weird, because I feel like there used to be loyalty from companies to the employees, but I don't know. I don't, I don't like, I don't know, because I wasn't working then, but, like, people have realized now, our age, that, like, if they leave, they go just find somebody else. So, like, well, I don't, like our transaction with that company is I do the work and you pay me and then that's it. And like nobody, I don't know. There's no personal, you know, the funny you brought this up because this is what sparked like my idea for the podcast because my friend was also working for McKesson. She's uh, two years older than us and mm-hmm. she's been working for them since she got out of college and she's gotten all the promotions she wanted and everything. And then the last promotion was, the one she'd like been working five, six years for or whatever. And she got the promotion and she was just like being thrown with like with work, like left and right. And she was getting very overwhelmed. So she reached out to her uh, boss and she was like, Hey, like I don't have time to do all of this. Can we like prioritize and what needs to be done first? Blah, blah, blah. Boss completely doesn't answer the email. The first email, second email, she's like, Hey, I'm again, overwhelmed. Like I'm working 60 hours a week, blah, 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 blah. Boss doesn't answer. So she 
being the person that she is, Monday morning sent her a resignation letter because she was like fed up. And then they backtracked. The boss is like freaking out, calling her like, "What's wrong? What you like? Why are you leaving?" And she would told them why she was leaving. And her previous boss, email. <laughs> exactly. And her boss was like, "Well, if you had just like voiced all of this to me, we could have fixed it." But it was so disingenuous because now you're she's quitting. You're, it still doesn't feel like you're trying to keep her. So she felt like I'm replaceable. So bye, like six, seven years at this same company gone down the drain. Yeah. And what, like, why stay? Why give you all my time if you don't even give a shit about me? Everyone's replaceable, though. That's the thing. Like, but that's why everyone's realizing they can make money on their own. Work yeah. for yourself, and you don't have to be replaceable. Yeah. In her instance, though, did she have people that she was managing as well? Or, or no? So, no. Her, um, the, the job she was doing basically was like, territory like data collection for the, the, all the salespeople that are like fielding that territory. So basically if she messed something up, then it would mess all of those sales people's calls uh, like that gotcha. week. So she was trying to like prevent that from happening because she had so much work going on. So she was like, Hey, I need help. And nobody was willing to help. So she's yeah. like, oh, but I think, I mean, amongst a lot of other things, that's what, like, made her quit because she just was like, I don't want to work for this big pharmacy conglomerate. Yeah, um, for sure. Well, what I was going to say, though, like, when you manage people for the first time, delegating is weird. Like, if, yeah. like, if the work gets put onto you, but you have people that can do it because that's, like, your team, and if you don't delegate properly, then you'll be overwhelmed because you got to deal with them and the work and the – like, especially if you're a middle manager, because you got somebody coming from above and you got the people below. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that happened to me at Enterprise. And that was one of the things that made me, like, one, realize I don't want to manage people, especially people our age. Yeah. And two, I don't want to be, like, managed by someone because they're being managed by someone. And it's just, like, you're answering. It never ends. Somebody's being yelled at by someone. They're yelling at you. Now you're yelling at the people below you. And I, I don't want to be a part of any of that. Yeah, that's why I like my company now because the structure is very flat. It's like okay. there's, only, there's only like two rungs really until you get to like the executive leadership team. And that's nice. Yeah, no, it is super nice. And we like we're not big, but we're big enough to where like it doesn't have to be that. Like we could be more vertical, but we're not on purpose. Um, Hopefully, like a, a bunch of companies shift towards that. But again, like. If it's a huge company, they, there's no way they can be flat structure because no, nah, because they're beholden to the shareholders, not the employees, and that's a that's a thing that people will be like, why did that company do that? It's like, well, because they're beholden to the shareholders, dude. It's like that's like, of course they're gonna do that. Yeah, but people, I feel like people get themselves into situations where that like where they don't realize that that's the case, and then they either are confused or upset or insert negative emotion here where like it's like well yeah what did you think was going to happen yeah i mean not that that's right or wrong but it's just like like for you for that person as an individual it's like do your research a little bit like i know people that are super unhappy at like deloitte for instance because they're working like gazillion hours a week and it's like hey did you not know what you were getting into 
Uh, I think for most people, like especially with companies like the big four, it's like they just want to be in front of that name that they don't really care. Like what? What's big four? Well, like the boy, um, um, all the all the four like consulting, accounting. Um, I'm blanking on the other guys. EY. Um, what are the other two? Deloitte, EY, chime in. I don't know. That's the first I've heard of Big Four. Let me. Oh, that. Big Four. That's yeah, Big Four, like the big here. I gotta like look at it now. I'm like blanking on the names gonna, or the other two companies. It's gonna bug me. Yeah, KPMG, Deloitte, PwC, and EY. There we go. No. So everybody. What do you expect? Exactly. Everybody wants the jobs there, and then they hate it. Like, um, I don't know if you remember Sean Fring or not, but... Yeah, yeah. So he was working um, for a smaller accounting firm, and then he ended up, like, leaving because maybe it wasn't stimulating enough or whatever. Like, went to school and then went to Deloitte, and I was talking to him a couple weeks ago, and, like, it doesn't seem happy. (laughs) Like, he's working 70 hours a week. For what reason? Like, I work 70 hours a week, but I work for myself. Mm-hmm. So, at least I know, like, I'm this, all this money is going to me, and I'm making a difference directly in somebody else's life versus I'm putting 70 hours a week into this huge company. And if I'm sick, they're either going to get mad at me for taking a day off or, okay, you've been sick too many times this year. We need to sit down and have a talk. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, exactly. So, like, for me, it's the same. Like, I'm, I've got my 40 hours for my job, and then I work probably 20, maybe 15 or 20 outside of that. But that's all for this stuff. Yeah, something to uh, Yeah, and it doesn't get in the way of, like, my job, my other job. Like, I get all the work done, but I have the flexibility, like, yeah. to do, like, if this was tomorrow, I could do it as long as I didn't miss any meetings and got all my work done. Like, and that's the best about yeah for sure so that i got I, I like it there for sure and but i don't know yeah it's cool it's cool it's and I'll be I'm, I'm i'm lucky that i'm in this spot but like yeah. i'm aware that i'm lucky that i'm in this spot and i know that not everything is like so people are like oh well have you maybe you would get paid more if you were like working up with like your northern virginia or dc rates and it's like yes maybe but also i like having flexibility and time and honestly i don't know if it's so much like yes it's a little bit of luck but at the same time like you could be the person that only works 40 hours and doesn't spend the 20 hours doing something that you like doing and that's beneficial and that you that could move into something full-time in the future because I know plenty of people that work 40 hours a week and they just get drunk on the weekends and then repeat the cycle over and over and over. And that's where it's like, again, the working hard versus not working hard, in my opinion, comes yeah. into play. Yeah. It's also working hard with a plan. Like You can be working hard, but if it doesn't go anywhere. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Um, I did actually have a question because that sparked when you texted me that you listened to it. What is it like to be on a podcast that you listen to? It's weird because now I know I'm going to be on it. What, when is this coming out? Next week or week uh, after? Probably later this week. Like and I'm not Friday or Saturday. I'm but you've been on it before, though. Huh? <laughs> and I'm not going to want to listen to myself. Yes, I was on it before. And honestly, I listened to that one, but I cringed the whole time. I don't know, but like 
you do you edit or somebody does your editing for you I do, um, yeah. but i don't know if you enjoy like listening to your own voice i don't <laughs> i used to not i got used to it i i still am not used to it like anything with reels or like tiktoks or whatever i literally will just like try to do it as fast as i can or like my boyfriend is like doing it in the other room and i'm like please turn the volume down like i i don't like listening to anything i'm in um but it is it's cool to be on a podcast that i listen to because it makes me feel like holy shit we're big (laughs) i don't know it's weird it's weird but it's really cool that you're doing this and you're following your passion and it's cool that i know you and i'm here talking to you but i can like go in my car and like play an episode of yours yeah that's weird like when i listen to other people's i have questions that i wish i could ask them like do you like do you listen and then you're like oh i I should ask about this ever like does that ever cross your mind at all because that that was kind of where i was going with that because like i'll listen to lex friedman or rogan i'll be like oh i wish he had asked him like this question or whatever um honestly yes depending on the topic and like i if i'm like well versed into that topic and or not like if i don't know anything i'm so like into the conversation that I just think like anything and everything they're saying is like, whoa, new information. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's something that like I know a lot about, I'll be like, oh, I wish like he had said, asked this, or I wish like he had gone a different route with that. But um, for the most part, when I'm listening to any podcast, and like, like I said, there's only three that I like rotate between. Um, I'm so into the conversation that like, I don't really think about like, oh, maybe he should have asked it this way. And that mm-hmm. maybe being like a newbie into just like, interviewing in general because maybe and i'd be interested to see if you were that way like when you first started or before you even started like were you that person that was like oh i wish you'd ask or were you just like into the conversation um depending on the conversation like uh, similar to you if i don't well i take that back if i don't know anything about it and whoever it is has an answer where i'm like curious about something in the answer and he doesn't ask about it then i'll be like, oh, I wish he had asked that. Um, but if I know, if I know a lot about the subject, I don't tend to do it because I'm like, oh, that's a nice perspective to add on to what I know. Yeah. Rather than like, I'm, I get more curious about stuff that I don't know about. Um, depending, depending on the topic, I feel like. Yeah, depending on the topic, like when. Um, did you listen to Rogan's episode with uh, Michael Schellenberger, the most recent one? No. The last one I listened to was that uh, Garcia guy. I haven't listened yeah, to so the Yeah, the one with Michael Schellenberger. Do you know who he is or no? He was on Rogan no. six months ago as well. So he's running for governor of California, but his, his big thing is like the homeless stuff. And he's done like years and years and years and years of research on the homeless like, like issue, like what it, like what it entails. And... I'd have questions for him on like, so he lays out some policies in the podcast. Like, I'm not going to try and say what he said, but I in that I was like, I feel like that wouldn't work because of this. Or like, what if you also wanted to try that with this? Like that was kind of where my brain goes. Like when I'm listening to the conversation, sometimes I have to like rewind like a minute or two to make sure, to make sure I heard it right. Or I like, I'll get distracted by my own thoughts during the, during like when I'm listening and then, I'll, and then I'll miss stuff because I was thinking of another idea that popped off of like what they said. That, 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 that happens to me, especially when listening to Joe Rogan. Cause I mean, like everything he has on is so 
educated in their field and what they're talking about that you're like they're like already 10 thoughts ahead and you're like whoa i didn't know that um or even like the physique development podcast i was telling you about it's just mm-hmm. like all like education and science-based information about like fitness in general that i'm like oh i didn't know this you're like oh i i wish i had like known that before i like took this client on or whatever so yeah i always get lost in whatever conversation is happening yeah. um but i feel podcasts are the shit man like they're overtaking books and like ever because i i can i can sit in my car and like if i have a two-hour drive like listen to a whole two-hour conversation and feel like i took away so much more than if i were to like sit and read a book and i don't know if that's just because like our brains are moving towards everything digital um but i can't bring myself to like sit down and read an entire book i don't know why i don't know there's something still about books that's like different that i enjoy I'm trying, that was one of my, like, I, I don't want to say resolutions for New Year, because I don't, like, they're not, like, resolutions, I just made, like, a list of goals that I wanted to do, and one of them was, like, read one book a month, and I'm still on the first book that I picked out in January, so. Yeah, you better get going. <laughs> I know. I'm, I just, I don't know why. I cannot sit down and read for some reason, but I can listen to a podcast, I can listen to an audiobook, and it's fine, so. Maybe I just can like. Maybe I should just stick to audio books and call it. I mean, I bought so many books from Barnes and Noble. <laughs> They're just letting dust. Audio books is not bad. It saves space too, like especially like like our apartment's not that big. So like to have a whole bookshelf yeah. for the books is like to have it all just be on audio is like it saves a lot of space. Yeah, books are like I don't know. There's there's another thing that with books like. When you, for me at least, when I read it, yeah, I can make the voices myself. Like sometimes when, like, Jenna will listen to an audiobook and I'll be listening to it, and I'm like, "Why is that person talking in that voice? Like, that seems weird." Well, I agree. And, then, and then it like throws it off. That's the nice thing about books is you can have you like your imagination can go wild and like create whatever you want in your head. But maybe it's another like thing I just need to like carve out the time for because my days are so long that by the end of the day I'm just like my brain's not working. It's mush. I just like want to lay yeah. down and go to sleep. So yeah. Well, are you tra- Are you still? You're training people full time. I'm training people full time. Last we spoke, I was like nannying for extra money, so I uh, I'm done with that. I'm training people full time. I've got some. Um, online people and then I'm like slowly trying to transition everybody to online just because it's easier it saves money I'm not like driving from one place to another all day long but some people like still really value the in-person training and that's going to be very hard especially if, like I don't know if this is going to be my last year in Virginia but we're like trying to move out west I don't know when that's going to happen but that's why I'm like I've got to make a huge online presence so I can just take that with me versus having to start somewhere else from scratch i just continue like in person yeah the the in-person thing still is like there's no substitute for that like i'd rather have all these conversations in person 100 percent, because it's easier like it's easier to pick up on like by language cues and different things and to uh, it's just something better about it but like i need to figure out one of the things that's on the list is like to figure out like how to actually make a studio or like get the, and then also it's hard to like get people here. Like nobody's going to 
like people will fly for Lex or Rogan or Tim Dillon or like any of these other people. Like nobody's gonna fucking fly somewhere to talk to me. It's like nobody. Cares. I thought about that too. Like, yeah, it's so much better to do it in person. But who's coming? It's like you have to pay for the person's flight, and it's like I'm not gonna. No, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't got the money. I don't got the money for that. Exactly. But it would be really cool to do it in person and see, like, who's willing to come out. And I mean, because you're, what, like an hour and a half away from me? I don't know. I Where are you? I'm in Richmond. No. Yeah, probably about two hours, yeah. Yeah, so it's like we would have had to carve out, like, a whole day for, like, me to drive. Yeah. And have the conversation and drive back. But it, it would be cool to do it in person. For sure. I, I want to get, we did the first like five or six in person. Yeah. Um, and the reason was because we were at our old apartment. We had already signed the lease for this one and it was empty. So we could put stuff in here, but now it's like, I don't have space to do it. And then to like, you can rent out. I didn't, it didn't even occur to me until like two weeks ago that you could rent out studio space. And I was like, let me see how much that is. And then I was like, no, nah, that's too much. I mean, if anything, maybe you can, like, I don't know if you guys are moving soon or whatever, but, like, a two-bedroom or whatever, and, like, actually... Well, I mean, Jenna and I are in the two-bedroom, but it's, like, with, like, the other the other bedroom is, like, office. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. hard. But I will, like, once, or if if this starts making enough money to where, like, if I break even on studio space, I will 100% do that. Of course. Yeah. But do you feel like uh, you could... I don't know, because you said you love your job right now, but do you feel like it's taking away from you pursuing this, like, head-on 100% and seeing, like, where it actually goes? Um, yes and no. Um, no, because guests are hard to find. And so, like, sometimes, like, if I don't get responses, I'm just sitting around doing nothing, and that's kind of like, like, yeah. like if I was to quit my job and I didn't get responses, like, I'm not big enough to where, like, I can book like way out in advance, like I'm kind of scrambling. So like with Zane, um, I'm having people be like these like regular types, like, cause I went through last winter, a big gap where I didn't, I couldn't, I didn't release anything for like a month because I had three people like bail. Yeah. So the regular thing was how to get around that. And then, yeah, it's just like, it doesn't No, it's not, it's not, I don't have enough guests to like release an episode every day, like, or like four times a week, the way that, the way that Rogan does without it being repetitive. Also for me personally, like sometimes I feel if I have a similar conversation, like a lot of the conversations end up having the same sort of flow. And then I feel like I don't want to have that conversation again because I feel like I'm just repeating myself. Yeah. And if I'm not all the way in it, then it comes off like once the episode's released and so for me i think the like once a week ish type schedule is a good it's enough to where i can get a whole bunch of thoughts from the week that i want to talk about with somebody and then i can weave that into whatever the conversation is or i can angle like what i'm researching or whatever for that person and i have enough time to like prepare and then do other stuff because also i'm doing stuff with soccer and other stuff as well so like yeah Huh? I said you're busy. There's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's like, but it's good though. It's good. It's keeping me busy. Like, not that I never drink anymore, but it's like, I drink when I'm bored, and not this is like making me be less bored. So that's so that's good. <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, there's well, that's why like I was talking to you about earlier, like with people that work forty hours and then they just like spend their weekend like out drinking with friends and then like repeat. 
it's like you, we've found something that we can do that'll keep us busy and not spending money on alcohol or other stupid things. And that's like, I feel like what everybody should try to do so that they're not like in this like miserable cycle. Cause I mean, everyone that I know is just like sort of unhappy and like trying to navigate and like figure out how to do it. But it all goes back to like, Oh, I hate my job. I hate my job. But then it's like, okay, we'll find some time to do something that you do enjoy and then figure out a way to like, eventually make money off of that yeah but then it's like they're like well i'm tired or i don't it's there's a whole bunch of things it's hard it's like it's not an easy thing like when covid started i knew i was like i need to find something else to do with my time because i will just sit around and play video games and not do anything so there was lots of reasons why i started this um that being one of them but it's it would have been so much easier to not do that and not like here we are two years later, but I know like if I was just sitting around playing video games, I'd be bored and not happy with myself. And even though it's easier to just do that, like at the time, yeah. afterwards I feel worse. It's the same thing with like when, when like I eat poorly, it's like, ah, oh, this tastes really good. And I know later I'm going to feel like shit. And so it's that's like, the thing that I feel like it's like the discipline of like, knowing that and choosing the harder route if you will then like yeah i could just go the easy route and go out with my friends and like have a good time but then one i know i'm gonna feel like shit tomorrow and two i'm still not doing anything that's like making me happy or making me move like towards my goal i don't know i feel like people everybody has to like hit some sort of point where they're so unhappy that they it pushes you towards like change yeah well yes yes I feel like I didn't hit that because I watched other people hit it and I was like, I don't want to be like that. Yeah. Um, but it's hard. Well, it's hard to find a goal to push towards. Like that's not an easy thing. Like you have to spend time thinking about yourself and like, that's not fun. Cause like when I think about all the things that like are wrong with me, it's like, that's not a very fun thing to do. No, it's not, it, but it's, uh, it leads you to the person that you are today and having goals. So no, it's not fun, but at the same time, it's like, what would you rather just kind of continue on? Like nothing's wrong with me. Everything's fine versus like, let me just sit down and have this shitty conversation with myself. And then no, I'm absolutely way happier now for it. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And like you, I don't have to like hit rock bottom to, like make a change but i was at one point very unhappy and it started to affect affect my mental health and the way i was interacting with other people around me and then i saw myself in the people that were in front of me very unhappy and then i was just like something has to change like i'm not going to sit here until i'm 35 and then feeling like oh i should i should have done something about it a long time ago yeah no that's so okay, well, there's still like very shitty days where i'm like am i doing the right thing like what's wrong with me blah 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 blah. but all in all it's it feels great to do something yeah well that's the thing with like there's always going to be shitty days regardless of what you're doing like even like i don't know ronaldo has shitty days i mean he had one this Um, weekend because they lost to everton (laughs) but but like anyone and every like you're never ever 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 not going to have bad days ever and like that doesn't mean that you're not on a good path or that doesn't mean that you don't have a goal i just that's part of life i feel like with like the whole self-esteem like you're fine the way you are 
type deal. Like that is lost where it's like, oh, I had a bad day, so I need to change myself or like, you're fine the way you yeah. are. It's like, just yeah. because you had a bad day doesn't mean you, like you need to change. And like, though, I know those are opposite sides of the same coin, but like, no, you should always, always be looking to like improve and yeah. get better. Even if it's like 1% better than the day before, like there's one little thing. Well, that's the thing that uh, social media has like just completely changed now is like the love yourself the way you are. There's nothing wrong with you. Take all the rest days you want to take. Like it, it's like either, we're either on one extreme or the other extreme. There's like no happy medium where it's like, no, you should work on this. And no, this is not a good route to go or whatever. And like, you know how I feel about all of that already. Yeah. So. Oh, with, with hustle culture and stuff, you mean? Yeah. 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 I mean, okay. just to go real quick, just to go back to like, you're, you're fine the way you are. It's like, when you tell an 18 year old that who doesn't know anything about, or even like me, like, I don't know shit about life. You can tell me, Hey, you're going to buy a house soon. It's like, I don't know how that fucking works. You're going to tell me I'm fine the way I am. It's like, no, I should probably figure out how the rest of life works. Exactly. And that's exactly. not, but that's not a bad thing either. Like, that's the thing that it's like negative. If you say, if you disagree with that with that statement it's like no it's not actually negative it's like i want to get better i'm not fine the way i am because i need to get better not because i don't need to change yeah but that's the thing is like we i feel like everybody thinks that way now there's very little conversations that i have with people that are, that are okay with like yeah i need to change this oh I've, I've made appointments to do this or whatever like everybody's just oh i'm trying my best and you know, it just is what it is, and hopefully something happens. And like, I've lost a lot of friends or friends over the past two years just because like we don't align with the with the same goals anymore. Like, they think like me working so much is so detrimental to like my health and like my social life and whatever that they just like oh we just stop talking like and that's fine. We don't see eye to eye on a lot of things anymore, and that's fine. But at the same time, like. No, you're not fine the way you are. You're miserable, and you should do something about it. No one's going to come to you. So That's interesting. Very uh, weird dynamic. But yeah, especially with a, a very close friend of mine. You know her, um, but we stopped speaking a couple months ago because she just went fucking haywire. And... I was, I'm the type, type of person that gives tough love. Like, I will be there for you. I will support you 100%. But what are you doing to make yourself better? Like, if we're just sitting and complaining, I'm not going to be part of a pity party. Yeah. And that's where it was like, she was, I was being an unsupportive friend, and I was not understanding where she was coming from, and was being harsh, and blah, blah, blah. So it was, it just resulted in, like, us not talking anymore. And yeah. that's tough. That's tough, especially because like you want to be there for that for that person. You want to give them like help and stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, that's a tough situation for sure. But at, at the end of the day, like you can only do so much for somebody like for somebody that doesn't want to help themselves or doesn't want to get better or doesn't want to figure it out. Like you can have all the. We have so many resources that are available to us for free, but. It's what you do with your time, how you choose to like look at the situation. I choose to look at a situation I call it positive, realistic. Like what can I do to like better this but in a realistic manner versus like I know many people that just 
want to sit there and be like, woe is me, and this is, these are the cards I was dealt, and my life sucks. And it's like, if you think of it as, if you're always going into things with a victim mentality, like, you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. Positive, realistic. I like that, that sort of way yeah. to describe it. Because sometimes the reality of the situation is horrible. Yeah. And you still want to try and be positive about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like that. That's the way I see it. I'm like, okay, this was pretty fucking shitty. All right. So what can I do to just make it less shitty? Because and don't get me wrong. Like, yes, take your time and like feel your emotions and whatever it is you need to do. But like at the end of the day, no one's coming to like pick up the pieces. You got to do it. hundred percent. That's why it's, it's, it's all balanced. Like, Never resting, bad. Always resting, also bad. Exactly. You got to figure out where is best for you. And that was another thing I was talking to Zane about. It was like, life is where I feel like I get into repetitive conversations is, yeah, life is a balancing act. I say that probably once every like three podcasts or something like that. Because it always, that theme always pops up. But the trick is like, you got to figure out where that balance works best for you. Like some days your body, like for me, like I didn't do a whole lot at the gym last week because my body was banged up from soccer. Yeah. Like that's fine. But then as we like when USL season starts in May, I'll be like doing more and changing what I'm doing. And like from a physical perspective, like doing more and changing this routine and that routine. And maybe I'm in physical therapy at this point. So I don't work out these two days. Like, it's balancing yeah. out like to push yourself, but also not break yourself. Bed not break type deal. But it's also like it's okay for some for things to not be balanced sometimes. Like sometimes something will just take your time one hundred percent and yeah. like that is okay. Like you as long as you communicate to the people around you. Like for example, I'm getting ready to prep for I think last we spoke, like for um bikini bodybuilding competition like i know that's not going to be balanced like if there's just the realistic way of it like i cannot go on date nights i cannot really go like i can go but i can't be like part of the food and the drinking and everything like that's the way i can choose to balance it but i have to communicate to everyone around me like just because i'm not coming doesn't mean i don't love you or i don't want to be a part of this thing i'm just Mm -hmm. one exhausted two i cannot eat what you're making or whatever and and it's okay to like not be balanced 100% of the yeah. time. And that's what people also don't understand sometimes that like, Oh, I'm, I'm giving up my social life for this and that. And it's like, yes, but it's temporary. You're not giving up your social life forever. Yeah. And I've, I actually got into an argument with my sister this morning. because She was like, you're always working. Like we never hang out. And I was like, it's temporary like that's the way i see it i'd rather like put so much effort into what i'm doing right now so that i can like ease my life a little bit later on versus like yeah i can spend a whole day saturday like going out and drinking and having fun but then one i'm gonna pay for it the next day because i'm gonna be hungover two i'm not gonna be productive the next day and like that's just the way i see it maybe that's an extremist like way of looking at it but i don't know that's just how i did friday (laughs) i wasn't productive yesterday but but once in a while, that's fine. It, like I do that once in a while too. I just can't do it every weekend. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's yeah. I was about to go into like a whole rabbit hole of perception of reality. But like with your sister, it's like she perceives like that you are doing that, and she values that time with you in a different way. So it's like balancing the values as well. There's yeah. there's every like. 
but what I tell <laughs> again when I mentioned to Zane and also Zach, I think, um, was like you can't help people if you're not like all the way like if you're gonna fill somebody else's cup, if your cup's not full, how are you gonna fill it? Exactly. And so like that's important and I want like so many of the people that I'm close to, I want them to know that. I think a lot of them do, but I have a lot of people, like, I don't have a lot of, like, peer-to-peer friendships and, like, I have a lot of people that are like, hey, Eric, what should I do about this thing? And so, like, that's one of the things that I always try to say is, like, hey, man, you got to make sure that you're good to go before you, like, and that doesn't mean you can never help if you're not 100%, but, like, generally right. speaking as a rule, your battery, like, you got to make sure that you're charged because, it's like yeah. nobody, nobody wants help from an Eric that's hungover and exhausted. Like that's not, no. like that's not productive. And that's that's the balance. Like I'm trying, I'm trying to find because I can definitely do a better job of like um, making more time for like my family and like hanging out with them because they do always say like you're always working, you're always working. But it's like, and then I get into this like rabbit hole in my brain of like, well, at least I'm not doing like something stupid. Like I'm working. But at the end of the day, it's like I should also make time for people that I love and it not be work. Like, I don't know. It's No, you absolutely should because just because you're working for you doesn't mean that – like people say, people say, oh, make time for the people that you care about because that company will just replace you. But that also re- applies if you're still working for you. Like that, like that doesn't stop applying just because you're not working for some yeah. company. And that's what I'm I'm sucking at right now. I should yeah. do better. I that's, should do. I mean, it's all right. It happens. Like that's why we all go through these things, and we all like try and make the changes. And like you're aware of it. It's not like you're unaware of it. Oh yeah, so, yeah. So then you go make the change, and then we, and then you go from there. Yeah, I'll take a Saturday off and go out with my sister. That's that's what I took away from this conversation. <laughs> well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> If that's what you took away, then this was a great therapy session. <laughs> right. No, I've, I've enjoyed this conversation. It's always yeah. good. It's, it's been quite good. We've been talking for like an hour and a half. I know. And time flies. It does. No, I love, I love talking to like you, and especially just like people our age with like similar goals and um, aspirations because I feel like I find myself like being friends with people that are older than me because, I don't know, people our age is like – Again, either one extreme or the other, like going out and partying or like trying to get their lives together and figure it out. So like being around everybody yesterday at the engagement party was very like eye-opening as far as like where everyone is in our age group and like what sparks everyone's interests in life. So Yeah. Oh, you froze. All right. Well, she's frozen. Oh, you're back. <laughs> yeah, maybe the maybe the freezing helped you, and you were about to say something that shouldn't be on the internet. <laughs> maybe. All in here. All right, I think we'll wrap this up. It's a good place to wrap it up. Aisha, where can the people find you on social media? You can find me, and it's the same across the board. Uh, well, no, on Instagram at Aisha's Aesthetic, and then on TikTok, it's just Aisha, N-A-S-M-C-P-T. Um, I'm not going to do Facebook because Facebook just is Facebook. Yeah, no, that's fine. We'll, we'll put all those links down in the description. Uh, 
Thank you guys for listening. If you're enjoying the content, subscribe, like, comment. Um, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Bye.